Hi guys, it's me Vaishnavi with Kanishka and we're starting this podcast called Mean Girls Guide to Reading. And the first book we will be discussing is These Violent Fights by Micah Never Never Ever. I don't know how to pronounce his name but you know and you're smart. So firstly we'll do a spoiler free section review thing. Kanishka you can go first because my reviews are pretty short. So when I first saw the book my first coherent thought was oh my god shakespeare because the title is from a shakespeare yeah, work yeah that is why i thought both of them would die at the end because romeo and juliet but it's fine i thought as well i thought it was going to end in a horrible tragedy where either one of them dies yeah. or both of them die or something multiple times in this book i thought they uh, the author was doing something smart and uh, foreshadowing and shit but then it did not pan out to anything like the title I thought it would have a like deep meaning and uh, they'll call back on Romeo Juliet and Shakespeare but they did not. The title doesn't relate back to Shakespeare at all. It just Yeah. It just it is just It is and what it I is. Was, uh, looking for the audiobook. Most of the things I found were like erotica. So it, I guess it's the thing with the title people just use the title Hayward. and no one really pays attention to what what that is going to be from also uh, i think i guess there's an episode of uh, westworld so that's what i mostly found i mean it's fine like i guess i did expect some kind of uh, to them to talk about literature and they did talk about literature but not in the way that i thought i thought it was going to be all about shakespeare and everything mm-hmm. especially after reading if we were villains by ml rio <laughs> um uh, uh, i had those kind of expectations but since it had like these violent delights in the, its name i thought that it was not going to be as wholesome even though if you were villains was not that wholesome either but still you know you get the feel of the book <laughs> so i guess those were my I first thought there would be a lot more a lot, i thought there would be a lot more violence and gore it was just alluded to most of the time and there wasn't much violent even though it's called these violent delights yep we'll just do the uh, review first non spoiler review and then we'll move on to the spoilery bit what were your thoughts without any spoilers my thoughts were very conflicted i think because i was really into the whole thing when i was first reading it and i was thinking my god this book is a five star for sure because it plays right up my alley everything about this book is something that i love uh they have it's it's dark academia it's got all of the academic discussions the classroom discussions were like one of the best parts about this entire book and exactly i've been getting into a lot of these kind of philosophical thoughts lately so it was just really exciting to see all of my thoughts projected into this book and then we find out that it's also uh, gay and that was even more of a incentive to read this book but yeah as we went on i was just very very conflicted about what to think and what um, like i found a lot of stuff very problematic but i am pretty sure the mm. author was well aware of it it was intended to be yeah it was intentional you couldn't tell it was intentional so i can appreciate it uh, because some of the books really don't just acknowledge the fact that relationships like these just don't work out or whatever and i am so glad that this book explored a theme in the um queer community that's not really all that talked about 
and i know this word is not really something that people like but some people are trying to reclaim it we are one of them i guess so queer i thought you were going to say problematic okay no 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 my thought <laughs> uh i don't like dark academia generally so but i like gay and i like murder so i thought i might like it but uh, it was nice the writing style was nice it was not bad but i'm not going to reread it or anything it was fine so that's my review similar thoughts actually uh, i don't think i will ever reread this because of a lot of the content that i read through this the point of uh, it dealing with problematic relationships and queer problematic relationships in specific the author's note also did mention that it was based on a couple of true events and also heavily inspired from the writer's own uh, fear of uh, all his anger and uh, all the mental struggles he was going through so he was afraid kind of that he might end up doing something like this So that was really cool, yeah. It was really cool. The author's note is what actually bumps this up from a th- three star to a four star for me, because the author really explains all of the thought process that he has. Even though, like, I was already appreciating everything about this book because it has a lot of content that's generally not talked about, and I was really right. happy to know that. I mean, someone is self-aware enough. and then you find out that uh, the author just expanded on things he had already been feeling and i think i can relate to a lot of that and a lot of other queer folks can also relate to something like this and it was just a delightful piece of i keep saying delightful it's just a very cute detail to focus on i guess i i'm glad that he clarified all of this in the author's note yeah. so this book sits on really a solid poster really put everything into context Yeah. most people write things like this it is generally they are trying to romanticize or glorify it but because of the author's note we get a clear context that he was not trying to do that exactly so now shall we move to the spoilery bit writing style oh writing you style like the writing style i guess you like the writing style i like the writing style a lot because i love the uh, aesthetics of dark academia for the language i fell in love with english because the language is just so gorgeous to my ears like i can't even describe uh my mother tongue even does not speak to me on the level that english does and that's a controversial statement but it's how i feel uh so i mean <laughs> so i was really just uh into this whole writing style i really liked it even though uh, most of the times i saw in the beginning my only thought was like god you sound so fucking pretentious especially to julian because He was a lot to take in, I think. Yeah, I did not mind it. It was fine. I did not love it. I did not hate it. So that is my review for all the things for all you guys. So here on every time I read a book, mostly it's going to be this. So she's like the main person who's going to do the talking. So that's it. Next, I think Vash have... is rubbing off on me as well because I I was also on the same. line of thought for this book i was like you know what i'm it's fine i don't hate it but i'm not like in love with it either i did enjoy the reading experience even though the later part got a bit dreadful it was dragged it was dragged a, a lot, lot later on like this book is written in four so, parts 15 chapters each i think 13 14 something yeah designs and just god it was long too long spoilers from your own So there are like two murders. 
I wanted a lot more murder. There were two murders. I think there was just one murder. Okay, they just they just killed Charlie. That's it. No. What are you talking about? Did you read the end of the book? Kill. Oh, Julian got up and left. He left. Oh my God! I thought he killed him. No wait. Like, I was everyone worried. My God! Let me just let me just. <laughs> I read <laughs> the whole thing wrong. Wow. How did you not see this? Wait, wait. Let me just find this real quick. Okay, so part four, chapter fourteen. The line goes like. Paul leaned down and pressed his lips to Julian's forehead. Julian made a strange sound, almost like a sob. For a long moment, Paul held him there, still wanting only to breathe him in. Then he let go and allowed Julian to push him away. Paul heard the uneven wow. footfalls back toward the countless roads to a world outside the two of them, etc., etc. He did not die. What was the point? Then how did they like? Wasn't the whole point of going into the woods like they were going to be together forever? See, that's what I thought. I think the point was just that Paul was trying to explain to Julian that we are never going to work, no matter what you think. Like we have wrapped ourselves each in each other to the point where it's impossible to think about ourselves in like outside of this whole bubble that we've created. And I mean, that's how that's what my takeaway is. I also thought they were making like a call back to whole butterfly thing and how he keeps his butterflies and so he was like technically keeping Julian wow nice just one murder I think that's that would have made sense boring yeah but and violent end there would be more violent ends so it has to be violent why was it violent exactly and just I mean I think this book. Does give you what was promised, but it gives you so much more yeah. that it becomes irrelevant. Like the violence is there, but it's just in a form that's like you can almost just ignore it when the next scene comes. But they were fighting so much. Okay, this I think this is one of the most um, oh unlikable God. part about the novel that they were just always fucking fighting. My last thought. even as the novel ended like even though paul had a whole sense of self realization and what not my only thought was like this guy is so pathetic <laughs> like julian got him down to the t he is so pathetic my god like he is so desperate for love but he's not letting himself feel love that sounds like classic fuckboy bullshit does it not but they're 17 it kind of makes sense It That does. is how seventeen-year-old relationships are. Teenage angst. And other than that, you have shit like uh, six of pros, and they have this deep fucking love. They're going to be together forever, and that just sounds unrealistic. Seventeen-year-old don't even have their brains fully developed. Is I is mean, that the part you found most unrealistic about a high fantasy novel involving six teenagers going to rob? <laughs> an entire fucking country no, in all of why they have like epic loves and they die for their loves whereas this is like much more realistic where you're stupid and you don't know what you're doing true agreed definitely 
I mean, I think that's why people love Twilight as well because Bella is the yeah, epitome of Bella a... Swan actually acts like a teenager, unlike all these other uh, Katniss and Triss exactly. and all these iconic. Like, when I was seventeen, if someone if if someone came up to me and told me they were like a hundred and seventeen year old vampire, I would probably fall in love as well. <laughs> like I've moved past past that phase, but like I get it. Fine. Um, and yeah, I think in Paul's case as well, I get it. I get bo- where both of them are coming from. But if they just take it to extremes, which hmm, wow. And Paul has this whole. Uh, self-righteous thing where he is like, like even his oh professor, God. professor points it out to him that he thinks that, uh, like people with lazy morals, like, are the root of all evil or something along those lines. If you remember, in the middle, I thought that he is so repulsed by the Milgram experiment because he still sees himself in the subject in the Nazis, but it was just because. He had stricter models. I thought his book was trying to do so much, but it was not trying to do anything. And I thought it was going to be uh, like a statement about morality and uh, something like that. That how we treat morals as a society and ethics and whatnot. Especially since that was the class he was taking. And Milgram was the trigger to most of this mess. Like that's who they were talking about all the time and everything. So I was like. Maybe it's going to make a statement about morality, but then in the end, neither of them gets punished. They all get away with it, and it's all just like internal trauma. It's where did the morality argument go? What happened, Paul? You were going to say that it's the root of all evil. What happened? Like he says. Okay, so then, so then if did he did kill Julian? Why was everyone so worried in the end? Like his family and shit. Because they, they were worried because Julian is missing like completely, and now they yeah. suspect him, and now the police is going to get come get him. I read the whole thing wrong. Wow. So why were they worried? They were worried because uh, he did leave. Like when he left, he um, left like he was going to leave forever. So I think they all just got worried that Paul was going to do something to Julian that was. Unspeakable because yeah, I think at that point true. everyone realized that it's Paul that's the big problem and not Julian. And when he came back, and what he was probably what was the like, last uh, the letter Julian left and it was circled class uh, versus or whatever that guy's name is versus Captain and first yeah the chess problem. What is that first? I have like two theories. It was first like the queen sacrifice, so that went to my reading of it that they killed Julian and he was kind of like the queen, but that does not stand. And secondly, like it was doomed from the first move or whatever. I guess that's uh, more uh, accurate because these violent sides have existed. So the it was their whole relationship was uh, doomed from the start, kind of thing. I What is that minute. first move? I want to find that first move, but it's, I don't think it's there in the book. What yeah, we can look about it? it later, maybe. No, I did Google it. I don't think it's a real map. Nothing came up lately. Oh, so okay, okay. So my interpretation of this is more in tune with the second one that you said, because I think it also relates to their own relationship. Like he was trying to figure out that where it all went wrong, and then even um, in the later chapters they were arguing about it. Like what went wrong? Like where did? What was the mistake that we made that's getting us caught like this? 
and then now i think julian since they're both at a, th- a time period where they're both realizing things about each other that they didn't know and realizing things about the relationship that they previously ignored i think this was a moment of enlightenment for um, julian that they were doomed from the very beginning that their whole relationship right. this whole plan everything was doomed from the beginning and same as the game so i think he was just relating it to his personal life and he figured out that the fault was in the beginning what there's a lot of intellectual masturbation and it's very pretentious but that's kind of a given with uh, dark academia yeah i mean <laughs> that's why people like dark academy you know the whole chess thing went over my head because i don't know shit about chess yeah me neither and i don't even care i think paul didn't get any of it either so <laughs> i don't think it matters much if we think about it or not seems like one of those extra snippets about people but then it was like a prominent theme so how yeah. pass, how can you really like pass over it but since we don't understand it we're just going to pass over to pass over it anyway a lot of self righteousness and hypocrisy on both of their part definitely like paul's whole argument about morality really got me thinking like he was like oh people who have no morality who have lazy morality are the root of all evils but then uh his morality leads him to murder someone so how is his morality any better than anyone else's and who polices all of this who decides that and they were talking mora- about how your morals are more valid than mine you know exactly they were talking about how infrastructural ethical oversight is uh, always exteriorly imposed like isn't all morality exteriorly imposed when you're a baby do you know shit about morality you just exactly. learn from everywhere around you morality is a social construct most things are a social construct yeah so we can change they can be wrong they can be right exactly you don't have to be so hell bent on it so i guess this one does like focus on that as well that people are not black and white everyone exists in shades of gray you can't just pick and choose and this whole thing about paul and the mortifying ordeal of being known since from the beginning he was like oh my god nobody knows me oh my god nobody knows me and then in the end when everyone does know him he's like oh my god i regret this why do people know me like and also the whole thing this concept you know to like we were talking about it the earlier day i texted you about it that uh, being known is being loved or something like that i don't even remember where i read that but it's an interesting notion and so eventually when they do find out everything about each other that there is to know because they both kept secrets from each other and paul's whole thing was like oh my god julian can read me so easily so i have to have some surprises in for him and when this is, this is also a very teenage relationship thing where you have to tell everything to the your partner whereas some things can just be a secret if it does not pertain to the other person it's fine like yeah. just ignorance is good sometimes exactly julian in the end even says ki i didn't tell you this thing because i knew that uh you were going to like be on my ass for not paying attention to you for like 5 minutes his friend comes over yeah he's so needy it's so annoying and he threw such a temper tantrum which resulted into this whole murder mania like it was paul such an idiot my god is like uh so uh okay so 
you got mad because of something i did that was wrong and instead of apologizing i am going to throw a temper tantrum until you come and find me and then you apologize to me you make it up to me and you make a murder plan for me what the what hell thing where they had uh, where they used to plan shit with each other that was loki romantic it's a fun game where you plan murders and unless you never actually do them it's a nice mental exercise as well when they're at uh, um, julian's place in france right the whole conversation about the house fire that was a, uh, like one of the good that things about the, the novel the most uh, my most uh, the thing i most liked about the book same actually it was a very also, good scene julian has a crooked smile like julian has a crooked smile like every other why bad boy why do all of these people have crooked smiles probably they don't have straight teeth that's why or maybe because he's a rich boy <laughs> all rich boys have crooked smiles as well i don't know what the fuck is a crooked smile is a smile broken you don't smile with both sides you smile with one side like isn't that smirk. just smirking that's the same thing yeah julian's dad was trying to offer money to paul why oh it was a very classic bollywood tactic take my money and get the hell away from my son literally a bollywood movie with the whole nakat lunga thing as well it is literally bollywood movie just exactly. dark academia plus gay okay, so coming back to julian's dad if he wants to all uh, to get away from his son they're going to send him away anyway right so why does he even bother giving him money i think it's to humiliate him like like it's like i am offering you money because i am the bigger person and right. you are such a small person and i'm trying to help you and i'm trying to help your poor family by giving you money and now you get the hell away from my son because i gave you money because money is more uh, valuable than human beings all of these people in media who get offered money have so like high and mighty morals if someone offered me money i would just take it it's fine they won't even notice they have so much money Exactly. See, I think this is the point where the whole obsession thing also takes hold. Like they're both so obsessed with each other that they both can't think of a life without each other. So many times it's reiterated by Paul or Julian that I can't live without you. Mostly Paul. I will die. Um, I will die. Wow, nice. Yeah, like fine. Okay, die. Please die. The world would have yeah, one Julian less shitty person. That, right. Julian also says that uh, I would be glad if you just did uh, die and got it over with. he says that at some point uh so there's this one point where julian says i've had all the uh fuck i don't know how to pronounce that word but you know the rich people right so i've had all the rich people apologists i can stomach for one day i think said julian bourgeoisie huh bourgeoisie yes that's how okay i still don't know how to pronounce it it's fine and then my thought was like bro you are one of them you are rich exactly. like look at your parents he's so sad about being rich so he, they're going to put him in some nice school and have him nice university education like so sorry exactly like oh my god your life is so horrible i get it okay fine uh, okay it if yeah it's bad he's not going to get to do what he wants to do but if he's really so sad about it he can just leave like he did 
Oh, we will not have that option to just leave the whole life behind and be reckless. Even then, I think it was a very reckless action because he left because of Paul. He was like, I can't take yeah, this, and he it. leaves because of Paul. And I, I mean, this is the kind of thing that boomers talk about. Like parents warn you about. Exactly, never, that is what never, I was thinking about. This is this is set in the eighties, and this is exactly what eighties people would have thought gay people do. Yeah. There were not many instances of homophobia in the book. Subtle, yeah. yes, but in the end, the policeman makes a comment, and that was about it. Before that, his grandfather yeah, makes his like mother, passes a very yeah grandfather. It was not very uh, harassment kind of thing. Yeah, it and in the end, smart. you see all of them being so supportive towards Paul. His family is so sweet. Paul's entire family, his mother, and yeah. that as well like i saw this change in paul where in the beginning he was shit talking his mother every chance he got and yeah, it was the character growth of him understanding his mother was really nice exactly how he understood See, his entire character growth how she dealt with grief of her, his father passing away and how he thought all those things that was great that was it very was. well written and i think it would have been like a very coming of age novel if the murder would not have happened like we can't ignore the murder because yeah. it did it was it's a big deal but if it was not a, it would be a bonnie and clyde situation where they just like murder a lot of people and it's a serial killer thing but it was not i was wishing it would be something like that yeah exactly मार्च Yeah, you guys are baby. That was in the starting, and then by the end, I forgot it. By the end, I forgot it, and then something happened, and I remembered again that they are seventeen, and it made a lot more sense because seventeen-year-old has to play. No, I had this constant thought. I was like, for seventeen-year-olds, they sure do talk shit a lot. Like, what the hell? They're so pretentious. But then, uh, I don't think that in modern era is not that deep. So there's this instance where he says anticipation was almost indistinguishable from panic, and I read truly devious, right? In that book, it was much easily explained, like not that pretentious. It's said in modern times, and it was like that anxiety is a lot like excitement, and that's it. That it was this easy to explain, but you had to go through all of these emotions. You have to write a whole paragraph about it. Were people really smart in eighties, or were people really dumb? I don't know. I think eighties. When we think about the whole nostalgia aspect, all we remember is uh, the very pop aspects of it. Everything that was popular and all that. Uh, essentially, the guy from Stranger Things, the older guy, he, they're in his age range. 
they are not that smart and it's not like that period it's not the victorian era where everyone is talking like dorian gray true true but still i'm just saying they're still like old how much how much time has it been since the what 30 the, years three I decades guess. three yeah three four decades yeah. right still makes a ton of difference truly devious was released what uh 2018 i think okay not related so it's not really related to the book but do you think the war veteran deserved to die <laughs> he didn't commit any crime as far as i was concerned but he did i think like this whole he thing was because did. he was in he, vietnam it was so bad in vietnam exactly he was in vietnam also he was he thought it was okay to just like murder little children so i am not and mad that they killed orders. that guy but i'm not i'm not mad at any of this okay so you are essentially saying we did not need to kill him like morally maybe ethically morally whatever murder is wrong right that's what we've been taught that's what we all think that murder is wrong and it is on most levels like it's something very inhumane but he was i'm not going to say he was a terrible person but he was a terrible person i'm not mad about the fact that he's dead he deserved some sort of yeah i guess he deserved some sort of punishment it would it could have been in any other format maybe not murder they could have found evidence against him and like handed him over to the police but how would have they done that because the government could have probably defended him anything else you'd like to talk about the book not really for shadowing i thought a lot of places like they were going to targets and uh, he was talking to the cops and then they had to talk to and he was bad at talking to cops and then they were going to talk to the cops again after the murder and i thought that was like a callback he is bad at talking to cops so now he's going to fuck up but that was nothing as well i mean he did fuck up but it was not in talking to the cops because in the car he was like charming and all and uh, paul was like but charm doesn't work with the police no that's the whole point that exactly. even even paul brought the sub ki that's what paul said exactly yeah. i thought he would fuck up like that with the cops instead of uh, just doing some dumb shit and getting the dog or whatever yeah imagine imagine you murdered someone the police is out there looking for who murdered yeah, going and you go person's place to get a dog a feeder yeah. dog or whatever like the police is probably obviously going to be at the dog's house like they will get the dog what are you so worried about they are so dumb see this is this They're is a callback and the dog can feed itself it's a dog callback yeah yeah and see this reminds me of if we were villains because a lot of the shit that happened like even though it was so angsty and um and everything but they did a lot of dumb shit they could have gotten away with it they could have gotten away with it but yeah even in the violet delight they pretend to be really smart and uh, very inept with murder but they are dumb they don't know how to do shit exactly and they don't have control over their feelings they're 17 year old hormonal children basically and like you can't expect them to be perfect at murders you can't expect anyone to be perfect at murders like exactly. despite bring that is also very accurate 17 year old representation that you think you're really smart but you're really dumb 
exactly and you can tell how really dumb they are like the author does not hide the fact that they're dumb like no no i love how none of this is like actually romanticized like so much flowery language is used because that's how paul is thinking but you know that he's whatever he's thinking is wrong the flowery language i really like this quote all they had ever been was a pair of sunflowers who each believed the other was the sun god that's yes kind of i marked that, that. I marked that paragraph as well because I was like okay that makes a lot of sense that's cute also nice okay See? so now we're going to do this section called would you rather which is just a game but it involves situations or people from the book okay so the first uh, prompt is run away with paul versus commit a murder with paul would you rather run away with paul or would you rather commit a murder with paul i would run away with paul i don't trust murder <laughs> with paul paul is so bad at murdering people uh, i think running away would be a better idea what do you think exactly yeah i think running away second would be be paul but these violent delights have violent end meaning you both or one of you dies at the end or be julian and be miserable in your rich life be julian or poor life and be miserable in my rich life okay, maybe maybe you should we should move it to poor life because he did run away so he did not have a lot of money he has like his trust fund or whatever uh, but he's miserable but he did grow up rich till 17 i think i'm going to go with paul option i mean i think both of the options are fine with i would still go with julian because when you're rich it's not just money it's also like contacts and shit and you can make your money then later on true that i guess okay that makes sense paul is really just a miserable piece of shit i would not associate with him so he does have like he does have a nice family he had a good family okay and then what he ended up committing murder anyway no but you would have a good family no you would have a good family if you were paul true and audrey is super cool I love yeah, Paul. That is the only rational sane character in all of the book. Yes, Audrey is my personal favorite. Okay, next is be Paul's sibling or be Paul's best friend. Sibling. Why? There's a chance I won't get murdered. <laughs> best friend. Okay, yeah. That is a dude also. He really started off as his way. best friend. Right, right. I don't know why I wrote this. This is a kind of boring. I would also be a sibling. There was, there is not a lot of would you rather in this book. It's just would you, you would just Julian. You would not do anything with Paul. I mean, I would not do anything with Julian either. But since it's a would you rather question, I mean, I have Julian to choose. Julian is not one. that bad. Julian is rather fine. He is fine, but I mean, yeah, he just got caught into a bad deal. Like yeah, he, he just wants he some love. His, yeah, he was just sad at his home, and he just found the first person, and he latched onto him. Yeah, grabbed onto him with both hands and thought it was love. How very gay of him! Seventeen year old of him. Both, both. Okay, I mean, next is yeah, it's a double threat since okay. he's queer as well yeah, as seventeen. Yeah. Next uh, instance is: Would you rather have Julian's parents or would you have Paul's parents? Uh, Paul's parents. 
yeah then nice i would have chosen parents i want the money uh, all parents are fine but what even one of them died i don't want that that is a lot of trauma it is a lot of trauma but still i think paul's parents are a better option better have a nice dad and good memories than a rich dad and get thrown out of the house he does not technically get thrown out of the house they're going to send him to a nice place somewhere far away in france or something still he sounds like an asshole i have a problem with men who are assholes to okay next be a soldier in war or be a complicit citizen back home okay that's that interesting because i don't like either of those things but uh, we are complicit citizens we are complicit we don't know what's citizens. happening on the border i think i prefer this as well i would like maybe it makes me sound like a shitty person but i don't want to go in the army now ever anywhere i because the army is now. a lot of trauma going to the army basically means that you're going to have to do so much tough shit and it's physical tough shit and just man they go through so much i don't think i would like True. that what if and, you get conscripted So they just mandate you that you have to go to war. Then I don't have any option. I either die by the hands of my own government or I die by the hands of some other soldier. I don't really have an option. I die either way. Yeah, complicit citizens is great. Even though the citizens of uh, I guess America did uh, some there was a strong anti-war movement during the Vietnam War and even after understandable a really great book about, i fucking hate war there's a really great book about uh, soldiers and war called uh, all quiet on the western front it's about german soldiers and how they don't really care about war and they were there because people write them up and they were fucking teenagers they just had solo and now they're sad and they have nothing to go back to because they were literally children and how the older people still have family that should to go back to but these people have nothing because they don't have careers they don't have family they have nothing to go back to and i think that happens really a lot sad. that's like, a good thing like they're not serious it's a sad life and most people get recruited into the army thinking that it's going to be full of glory and what not because we do romanticize war and everything a lot especially in media and movies and what not so it's like it's it's normal to think that oh it's going to be a life of glory but what they don't show you is all of the really dark parts and the fact that you have to deal with all of that if you survive a war and you have to deal with everything that you saw all of the all deaths and maybe your close friends die and it's it's very sad a lot of people go for the glory but a lot of people just go to for food on table even in war uh, soldiers families get excavations and shit and even like in normal life it's easy to get into the army you don't need a lot of education and means of uh, like money to get into a law in the army as opposed to being an engineer or a lawyer fair enough okay so closing thoughts on the book who would you recommend uh, this book to ah uh, okay 
I would recommend this book to people who are no longer teenagers because I feel like it it it's a it's kind of influential. Teenagers are definitely going to romanticize this shit. Yeah. Exactly. Like if you are a teenager, please don't go for this book. You don't need this kind of trauma in your life. If you're an adult, if you're into dark academia or if you're into something that goes deep into the inner psyche of a killer or whatever i guess this is a book for you yeah same people who like dark academia and people who like uh, character studies also the writing is pretty nice it's not very elaborate it's not like god of small things or anything but it's uh, relatively elaborate it's not your regular ya so if you like that kind of uh, book you can go for this what would what, what book would you equate this to what is like if you like this you like this Oh I genuinely can't remember if I've ever read a book like this. Like there is probably a lot of books I've heard it being compared to The Secret History or Yeah, uh, Secret History meets Call Me by Your Name. Everywhere you look up I this think, book they just mention that. Yeah, but I also feel like every book, every dark academia book gets compared to The Secret History. Wherever there are dark uh, academia yeah. elements people just go, "Oh, um it's like The Secret it's History." Like Secret History. Like just use the word dark academia. I hate comparing books to other books because each book is unique like you can take elements from right. some books maybe but every book is unique i don't know i can't remember any book that i've read which is like this hmm if i find one like this essentially but if people like uh, a particular book they'll also like this book can't think of anything really tone maybe i guess if people like uh, if we were villains and if we were no we were liar what is it e lockhart book it's yeah, kind we of a liars. similar mood e lockhart and uh, uh, this kind of has a similar mood i have a recommendation as well now because <laughs> we're doing macbeth in class and i know it's not a conventional recommendation but it talks a lot about this as well i was going to talk about this topic but i forgot so now i'm mentioning it uh, it talks a lot about ambition and how your ambition can become very overachieving paul's whole thing is that he wants to be remembered like he feels like he hasn't done nearly enough in his life to uh be remembered or something so he feels like he has to make up for it and he's very self-loathing and all that and macbeth deals with a lot of things that this book deals with how it's 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 a play and it's more uh supernatural as well but themes in terms of in terms of themes and aesthetics i guess they're a bit similar so if you like these island delights you can read macbeth if you read if you read macbeth you can read these island delights in mid value if you can't read them watch them there are so many adaptations of it as well so i guess anything works as long as you know the basic plot is what i'm trying to get at like because uh, both of them deal with similar themes as i've already mentioned Macbeth is the one that is uh, adapted uh, in Heather, right? I think that's to be Hamlet. Or not to be. I that's Hamlet. Oh, right, right. That is Hamlet. Right. But Mac- Macbeth, Macbeth is Mogpool with uh, yeah, I guess Irfan Khan and Subhash Ghai. I want to say you know from the same dude who did Heather, the director. I don't know. I don't remember. I also found a lot of parallels between uh, Diwali Delights and Haunting of Bly Manor. 
I just finished it. No, I have not finished it. I am watching the last episode. Okay, I just finished the episode. But I don't episode. remember anything. I binged it all yesterday. We'll, maybe we should do an episode about that. Maybe. Maybe. But I haven't read the turn of the screw or any of the other stories that this book was inspired It's by. It's fine. Maybe. It's not that. Uh, Let's, I guess we can let our listeners take this away from us. Yeah, do you want do you want a podcast about uh, the haunting of Bly Manor or whatever drop in your recommendations in the comment section or DM us our uh, Instagram handle is at @witchyofiles we post a lot of bookish content so that's it we can wrap up now Yeah do you want to mention anything I think I want to mention that we're probably going to do the Bly Manor episode regardless of whether someone says it or not because now that you've mentioned it I can't stop thinking about it and I just finished the fifth episode so I think we can do it soon as well we can just record super yeah. quick it will be good so to wrap okay, up okay so that's it for today bye yes. bye 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 <laughs>